Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. Our Old Testament reading for this, The Amazing Grace Shown to Isaiah and to Us, is recorded in the prophet Isaiah, the sixth chapter. It is his call into service in which he sees the throne room of God, recognizes his sin, and his, his sin is atoned for by God. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading is recorded for us in Paul's letter to the Romans, the 10th chapter. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the Gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So, faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. This too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite the congregation to please stand for the reading of the Gospel. The Gospel is recorded for us in the Gospel of Matthew, the ninth chapter. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father 
from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thought I'd step over to this side since we're weighted in this direction. <laughs> Have you ever despaired? Has there ever been a time when meaninglessness and helplessness simply seem to pervade your spirit? When you just cannot find light beyond the darkness? If so, you're not alone. Many, indeed I would say even most, of the faithful have gone through such a time along with vast swaths of humanity. But the good news is we're also not alone in such a time because God is with us. And God's promising word to us in such times speaks a message of hope. Comfort. Oh, comfort my people, says your God. A time would come for the people of Israel. The glory days of their kingdom, far in the past. There would be no more boasting about the great city of Jerusalem or its magnificent temple because these would be leveled and in ruins. And the only ones to rule over them now were kings of foreign lands. It would be the time of exile. And to make matters worse, they knew that their exile was actually their just deserts for the sins that they had committed. The prophets of Israel had warned them that the day of judgment was indeed coming, that they would be held accountable for their injustices against the poor and the marginalized, for their false worship of other gods, and for their vain boasting of their own superiority. And even though the word of the prophets was ignored, even ridiculed, this day of judgment came, and the exile marked their own guilt. And now the scars of the exile weighed heavily upon their spirits. Their days were filled with emptiness, and their hearts filled with despair. But then God would bring a new message to them through the prophet Isaiah. Unlike other prophetic messages of the past, it's not a warning or a judgment. Instead, God proclaims an enlivening message of amazing grace and abundant good news. Comfort. Oh, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Who among us does not welcome a message of comfort when we find our own spirits weighed down by anxiety or despair? And who among us, especially when we know and when we recognize the depth of our own sin and the guilt of our conscience, would not value the precious grace of God sharing words of comfort and consolation? Where God seeks us out, not to judge us, but to speak tenderly to us, to nurture us back to wholeness and life, to set us on a new path of righteousness and hope. God does not leave His people in despair. Judgment and death is never the last word. The last word with God is always that of enduring grace. And we may count on the everlasting promise 
of that saving word. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. God's promising word speaks hope. God's word declares an end to the chains of exiles and declares instead that all the prisoners of despair and of judgment are now set free. Moreover, God's word declares that their journey to freedom will be seen before the eyes of all humanity as a testimony to all of God's enduring and glorious grace. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Isaiah describes how the wilderness itself will be transformed before their very eyes. Instead of a land of dryness and lowliness, God will make it a place of welcoming beauty and streaming rivers. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places and make her wilderness like Eden her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the voice of song. And when this joyous journey across the wilderness reaches its destination and home is in sight, then the people will raise their voice in praise to God who fulfills their gracious journey. Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. We know of another prophet, whose voice cried out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. John the Baptist pointed to Jesus the Christ as our liberator. Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, he says. Jesus the Christ is the living Word of God who says, I am the Good Shepherd. He will bring forth righteousness and hope for all who are despairing. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. Jesus, the living word of God will comfort all who are desperate or defeated and he will shine his light upon the darkness. A light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. Jesus, the living word of God, casts out our fear and forgives our sins. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. 
I have called you by name. You are mine. I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Jesus, the living word of God, sits at a table with disgraced sinners, welcoming, befriending them, even as he freely hosts us with his forgiveness at our own table of grace. Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Yet such a promise, it does not come cheaply. Jesus, the living word of God, does not only accompany us through the wilderness of our sin, but follows the path that will lead him to the cross and all of its shame. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity. And as one from whom others hide their faces, he was despised and we held him of no account. We follow this suffering servant Jesus to the cross that we might behold his saving grace. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. We trust that he was willing to pay a great price for our sakes in order that we all might be made whole in his righteousness and healed from all our despair. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. At such great cost, God provides that all of humanity should be saved that none should perish. The righteous one, my servant, shall make many righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. He bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. To be sure, in our own lives, we may experience the despairing wilderness. We may come to suffer the truth of our guilt and shame, the disgrace of remorse and defeat. We may even face fear, anxiety, and the shadows of death. But over all of that wilderness, we dare to trust that Jesus, the living Word of God, brings grace for our lives. Behold, I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? He who would not break a bruised reed or extinguish a dimly burning wick will indeed faithfully bring us to hope over all despair. Jesus, the living word of God, is with us on our journey through the wilderness and sees us through to the very promising end. He, we will be brought home in peace and joy. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth for it shall not return to me empty, 
but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. Whenever our thoughts become dark and we are dying in the wilderness of our sins, whenever we're caught in the depths of despair and harsh isolation of exile, whenever we cannot imagine anything possibly good for our lives and all our plans just go to waste, there God comes in Jesus the Christ to shine light into our darkness. Do not despair. You shall not die but live and shall come to the know the fullness of God's grace and the promise of Jesus Christ. Then darkness and its imagination will give away to God's own brilliant light. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Instead of defeat and despair, there are sure and certain signs of comfort and joy, healing and hope. We lay hold of this through our faith in Christ. Through faith, we get to declare the everlasting promises of God as though they are our own very precious proclamation. Even as they were words for the prophet Isaiah, so they are for us also. For us to witness of God's living word, Jesus the Christ. And through that word, we are blessed messengers of his good news. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Amen. May the peace and the joy, the comfort and the healing of the word of Isaiah fulfilled in the word Jesus Christ be yours now and especially in those deep, dark valleys of despair. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Jew. God's blessings.